Welcome to another episode of South County Health Talks, a podcast series from South County Health. Today we're talking about controlled substances, what they are, who prescribes them, and how you can manage taking them properly. Here with us to discuss is Dr. Mary Leister, a primary care physician at South County Health. So let's start with the basics. For those that might not know, what exactly is a controlled substance and how might it differ from the -the over-the-counter medicine that we're used to getting at our local pharmacy? Yeah, there's a huge difference. A controlled substance is a medication that's regulated by the Federal Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA. And the DEA is fairly strict about this. They classify them into five distinct categories or what they call schedules, depending on the drug's uh, medical use and the drug's potential for uh, abuse or dependency. I see. So is this, is a controlled substance something like a prescribed, any prescribed medication that is given to you by your doctor, or is there specific ones that uh, categorize themselves as controlled substances? Most medications prescribed by doctors are not controlled substance, and the Drug Enforcement Agency limits itself to those that have the most abuse potential. So those would be um, pain medications like uh, Vicodin, Oxycodone, um, anxiety medicines, sleep medicines, Valium, Ativan, uh, Ambien, and then also the medicines we call stimulants the ones that are used to treat conditions like attention deficit disorder because uh, they do have abuse potential. Uh, And over-the-counter medicine is something that can be obtained with no prescription whatsoever. So who are the controlled substances that we're talking about usually prescribed by? Um, A controlled substance can be prescribed by a uh, physician, MD or DO, a nurse practitioner, um, and a physician assistant provided they have the appropriate licenses. Here in Rhode Island, a prescriber actually requires three licenses in order to prescribe a controlled substance. First, you need a state license to practice medicine. You need a state license to prescribe controlled substances. And you need a federal DEA license. And you mentioned some pretty heavy uh, drugs that, you know, have a tendency or can be abused. So when we talk about controlled substance management, what does that exactly mean? You know, does that mean just ensuring to the instructions on the label and and nothing else? Maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, That's an excellent question and one that has changed a great deal, as have the laws around it um, in, in states. And here in Rhode Island, I think we have an excellent um, set of guidelines and requirements. So controlled substance management really means trying to provide the best and the safest care by thoroughly evaluating a patient the same way we would for diabetes or a heart condition, using the best scientific evidence we have of what works best, educating patients about the risks and benefits, um, exploring options in addition to pills. And of course, it involves obeying both state and federal laws regarding how to prescribe them, how to monitor patients, and in some cases, how to restrict quantities. So the current Rhode Island laws are very precise about what we should be doing for patients around controlled substance prescribing, yet at the same time, gives the provider the latitude to prescribe to the patient needs. So where do you see uh, most of the abuse happening today? Because I imagine that even if people don't intend to overuse these substances, it might happen. Um, Well, I think that's a great question, and um, it's kind of a call for um, 
some definitions we use around controlled substances. So first of all, when we say abuse, abuse is an outright using a medication for a reason other than that for which it's prescribed, such as intentionally using it to get high or, or selling it. Um, misuse, on the other hand, is using a medication incorrectly if the patient's taking it too often or more than is directed. And then the other category we deal with that could come under abuse is what we call diversion, someone giving away or selling their medication to someone else. So those are very distinct differences. I think abuse is something we don't really see that often in the office and can be identified fairly quickly by using a few tools. On the other hand, if a patient is overusing their medicine because their pain isn't relieved, um, that's a different situation. The other situation that gets people into trouble is the combination of drugs. And that's something that we as physicians have to be very diligent about. We need to know everything a patient is taking. In addition to what we prescribe, what are they using over the counter? Vitamins, herbal treatments, supplements. What are they obtaining from other providers? And those are really the things that create um, a climate of safety for prescribing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's good to delineate between, you know, abuse and misuse. And I feel like it's a slippery slope because, you know, when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, I felt like the dose of Vicodin that they gave me just wasn't enough. And I felt like I needed to take something else to numb the pain. So, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in a similar circumstance. So what, what might you recommend to them? Well, once again, um, it's helpful to go back to some um, definitions and uh, some hard evidence. You're talking about a situation that is acute pain, which is very different from treating chronic pain. What we know is that acute pain should be treated hard and fast. Put the medicine on quickly, take care of the pain, and then get rid of it quickly. That's because the brain can have a memory for pain, and the more quickly you get rid of that pain, the less likely it is to become chronic. The situation you you describe is something we call pseudo-tolerance. Tolerance is when the body gets used to the medicine and needs more. In your case, however, it sounds like the medicine you got didn't hit your pain threshold and you needed more to relieve your pain, not because your body was tolerant and not because you were intending to do I see. So, you know, what, what is a good framework that you feel that people should follow, um, you know, when, when they're up against these things? It sounds like, you know, for me, it might have been okay because it's not that, that chronic pain. It's just something that wasn't given to me that fixes that immediate pain. But is there a general framework that you feel that when people are prescribed these things that they should be really looking at so they don't, so misuse doesn't happen? Um, there's actually a very precise format. And um, here in Rhode Island, um, I, I just would like to give high praise to um, Dr. James McDonald and the Board of Medical Licensure and Discipline for outlining that for us and providing us with the tools to do it. So it's basically no different than any other form of good medicine. Um, we should be taking a medical history and a physical examination that includes assessing the pain, physical, psychological, 
social function, uh, personal and family history of substance abuse, alcohol abuse, uh, identify any other conditions or diseases that may impact it, and clearly state what are we treating with this pain. In addition to that, we use certain instruments to screen patients to find out what might their abuse potential be. And those identify people who may have a tendency which is genetic toward addiction. Um, perhaps most importantly is the conversation we're required to have and should have with patients about the risk of opioids. Uh, before prescribing, we're required to speak with patients about the risks and the benefits and give them handouts. Um, and that's not necessary just on the first visit. We have to do that for at least the second and third visit. So letting people know the risk of developing dependence or addiction, letting them know the dangers of using alcohol or other sedating medicines, highlighting that it could impair their ability to drive safely or climb a ladder, um, the necessity of keeping their medication secure. And I think what's overlooked a lot is exploring alternative treatments, non-pain medicine, non-opioid treatments, such as um, physical therapy. A um, great deal of pain is associated with things like trauma and depression. Uh, elucidating those conditions and appropriately referring. And my particular emphasis is not only on what I'm going to give the patient, but what I'm going to ask them to do on their own behalf. Yeah, it, it seems like there's a lot of responsibility also on the patient to just be their own advocate, because as you said, the person that's prescribing them, you know, has a responsibility to tell them about the side effects and uh, the potential for the misuse. Um, but we also really have to be proactive when we're prescribed these medications uh, to really take care of ourselves, to look at our family history. Um, so that's that's super informative. Is there anything else that you'd like us to know about uh, controlled substance management? Well, a couple of things that are new. Um, uh, we are also required to prescribe something called Narcan. You may have heard about on the news, all firefighters, police officers, rescue personnel carry it, and it's basically an antidote should someone become over-sedated or unconscious. Um, in Rhode Island, the law requires us to prescribe it if someone is taking a combination of a narcotic and a sedative, or if someone is taking a narcotic alone above a certain amount, and this can really be life-saving. So... Um, in our practice here at South County Medical Group East Greenwich, we prescribe Narcan for every patient on a controlled substance. We educate people about it and prescribe a handout. Also recommend that they take that prescription to the pharmacy with their closest contact and that person be taught how to use it. Okay, it's good to know about Narcan. So. Dr. Leister, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I think there's just, it's such a comprehensive world in controlled substance, and it's its important to, you know, be aware of a lot of the things that you're, you're talking about to manage it properly. And it really sounds like South County does a great proactive job at making sure um, that patients are informed when they're prescribed these medications. So for more information, please visit southcountyhealth.org. That's southcountyhealth.org. This is South County Health Talks from South County Health. 
I'm Prakash Chandran. Thanks so much for listening.